1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, this this, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with Love. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode episode of Learn to Kick Fear to the Curb with me, Lolita, a.k.a. Lo. Got a very exciting interview with a very, very special guy um, that's on the line, a special guest, none other than Mr. Bill Walston. I'll tell you a little bit about him before we get him on the call. Uh, Bill is a highly sought-after business impact strategist and has served families, business owners, and investors. Bill is also a real estate investor, mentor, and coach. He is dedicated to helping real estate investors build, promote, and protect their businesses um, and to live a tax-deductible lifestyle. Now, there's a whole lot more about Bill, but I'm going to end it and bring him in with he holds a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting and finance and a Master's degree in tax law. So I'm very excited to have Bill on the line, and without any delay, Bill, welcome.
0: Hey, Lo. How you doing? What an introduction. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And thank you again for uh, taking out some time out of your busy day. I know you've got a lot of things going on. And for those of you that, that don't know, Bill is also, uh, I'm also a part of, we work together in a mastermind group. So we meet monthly and I'm able to reap the benefits of kind of tapping into his brain as well as uh, some other investors and business owners. Uh, that's part of our mastermind. So it's it's, it's always fun when we get together on a monthly basis to kind of just share what's been going on, successes, and share resources and tips. So it's an absolute fantastic mastermind which Bill started. And, again, Bill, I thank you for, you know, allowing me to be a part of it.
0: Oh, great! And and we love your input. It, the power of a mastermind is so phenomenal. Uh, we've had some really, really great calls this year, and and the the ebb and flow of the energy is so high when we're all together. It's just great. It's such a great learning experience.
1: Yes, it is, and it definitely does a lot for you personally, and you know you for your business it's to keep you motivated and focused to achieving your goals. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to dig in into these questions. Now, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Let's talk about the beginning of your journey.
0: Okay. Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. I I guess I can look. It's been several journeys, I think, but I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I grew up in a rural area of North Carolina, so started working very young. I was one of those who, as my daughter always says, Dad, you always talked about the olden days. But uh, I grew up (laughs) on a farm. And, uh, and started working. I remember going out with my dad. It was a big deal for us to be able to go out with our dad out into the fields and stuff. But I can remember actually working full days, uh, you know, starting at age six and seven, um, doing the minor well, things. Okay. It wasn't like child labor type stuff, but we, we learned, uh, learned early a very, uh, a very strong work ethic. And I think that served me well. I started a uh, long care business. When I was in grade school, I was one of those little kids that would run around selling greeting cards. Uh, a lot of people may not remember those, uh, but you remember you, you used to get greeting cards and, and go door-to-door and sell greeting cards. I used to drive my mom crazy because I would get into all these types of things that I could be selling and, and stuff like that. Uh, and you know that progressed. Worked my way through school, went to college, uh, majored in, as you said, accounting and finance. And, I, you know, we have to do an apprenticeship working with a, another certified accountant in order to get our certification. You have to have so many years of experience. And I found out very quickly, I am a terrible employee.
1: Have you ever had that happen? You know, I'm I
0: awful. I, I knew from, like, day one that I was not meant to work for someone else because you, you, you sit back and you think, gosh, I can do this so much better. Or you guys, you know, yeah. you really ought to change this, you know. So if you ever get this idea when you go in and you're working for somebody that, you, that things would work better if they did them your way or things would work better if you could just change this or tweak that, you're an entrepreneur at heart, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. So that, that's kind of how it started. Uh, I did do my apprenticeship. Like I said, I knew I wasn't going to be a very good uh, employee. So right after I got my certification and everything, I went right out and started my own practice. Awesome. And
1: do you remember about
0: the age? Uh, how old you were around that time? Oh gosh, I was like, well, it's right after I graduated, 21, 22. Wow, that's awesome. Probably, yep. yeah, yeah. I was certified. Yeah, I was certified by the time I was uh, age 22. So, and I went right into private practice, um, awesome. and uh, was able to, to start. Fortunately, I guess from all those years of working odd jobs here and there, I did have some savings uh set up okay. uh and was was able to do that uh but I was one of those bootstrappers like you know you start your business and you build it up I had clients before I ever opened my office doors uh not to not open an office I I had an office I started off working working from home believe it or not uh and did that for a few months and was able to generate enough clients and get and get a good base of clients going before I opened a formal type office uh, so I bootstrapped from the very beginning.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Did you have, like, a mentor or someone to kind of give you some guidance when you first opened up your first practice?
0: Uh, I had a college professor who was one of my accounting professors that I really looked up to. He also uh, was, he even though he was a full-time professor, he had an accounting practice, and he had had his practice prior to uh, going into teaching. And so I got some advice from him. Uh, and then you have your standards. You know, I, I read all the books. I've read Warren Buffett and Kiyosaki and Napoleon Hill. And I look at those kind of as mentors. Uh, even though you didn't, I didn't sit down and get day to day advice from them. But I think it's really good. It, it was invaluable for me to have someone that I could go and talk to. And my college professor was it in getting my first business started. But then, as you know, that kind of grew and progressed, and uh, we we aren't always at the same place that we started. You know, it's it's a journey, like you said at the very beginning. It is definitely a journey. Things will change. Yeah. You go in different directions. Um, but it's fun. That's part of life.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. That's great. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit about what fears you had. Uh, even though you had this little spirit young, six years old, seven years, you know, seven years old, and you found out early that you were going to be unemployable, what, what type of fears did maybe you had to kind of work through or anxieties, especially opening up your first practice? Uh,
0: I think we always have that fear of, am I making the right decision? You know, mm-hmm. uh, is, is this what I need to be doing? Am I going to be able to, you know, I, you know you have the knowledge but are, am I going to be able to carry this off? You know, what makes me uh, be in a position that people are going to want to come to me for advice? Because you know, in, in a professional-type situation like that, you, you have to look at that. You, know, you can open your doors, and, and it's not true that uh, you can hang out a shingle and people are going to flock to you, right? Correct. think uh, yeah. so you, so you always have that fear. I think some of these people say, oh, no, I was never afraid. I think that's bull. Yeah, I think we all are. You know, I think we all have anxieties. I think we all uh question ourselves at some point in time. I think those of us who uh don't question our- ourselves are foolish, okay? Uh but then again, on the other hand, we have to make sure that we can overcome those. Okay? We can't let those anxieties get the better of us. And and then not go through with what we want to do because we I think we all tend to question ourselves at times but then we know and we can respond to yes I am good enough yes I do know my stuff you know yes I can help help other people and uh, you know I I think that if you don't have fears then you're not thinking big enough that's good I think we I think we can all grow more. Uh, you and I have been around. We, we've done this a long time, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the things that we're doing in real estate or in anything else that we're doing. And I think sometimes we can get in a comfort zone where we think we don't have any fears, we don't have any anxieties. And that's why I say that if you're not, if, if you don't have some fears and anxieties, then you're not thinking big enough because we're getting in our comfort zone and we're happy. You know, we've made it to X point point. Uh, and we get complacent in what we're doing, you know, and I I think if we, I think if we don't have any fears or anxieties. We're not challenging ourselves. Yeah, I, I talked to someone the other day, and they said, you know, if your palms are not sweaty, <laughs> then you're not doing enough, right? And so we right. still have those. You know, we still have those, um, and and the way that we can overcome some of those is just uh, by sitting down, and analyzing. And I guess that's uh, one thing that that I can get into from from that being a numbers guy. You know, I look at numbers, and and I, I don't want to say overanalyze. I think sometimes we can do that as well. But we have to just sit down and say look, and look at the reality and say this is this is it. You know, this is what I'm facing. What's the worst that could happen? Right. What's the worst thing that could happen? And, right. you know, if, and once we know what that is, I think that helps us with our fears because a lot of times the worst thing that can happen really ain't so bad, right? My, That's what i agree used to say. It ain't so bad. You know? <laughs> that's it. Not anything that <laughs> Mine we can't too. overcome. Does that make sense?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you share so many nuggets in that. And, um, you know, if you don't have any fears, you're not you're not thinking big enough. That's that's one thing that really stood out of what he said. And in addition to that, it was someone I recently um, interviewed as well. And one thing he said, because I you know I asked him, and, and he's been in business for himself for a long time as well. He said, mm-hmm. leader I, I have a fear of being broke. He said that's what keeps me getting up every morning. Is oh yeah, I don't yeah. You know, and, and and I thought about that. And I and I thought I thought, you know what? He's right. That's one of my yeah. motivations. Is right. not being broke because I know that if I don't do what I'm supposed to do within running this business and generating leads and, and deals and income, yeah. Then I have to, and you you go know, ahead. Okay.
0: yeah, you really hit a good point there. The fear of being broke because you know when when we're when we are self employed as we are, whether we're in real estate, whether we have an accounting and tax practice, whether we are a dentist, whatever. If we don't keep going and, and work, we are going to be broke. You know, In real That's estate, right. if, we, if we stop doing deals, the money stops coming in. Correct. Right? Now, you and I both know that there are other ways because we love that passive income type stuff where we, where we generate the stuff that, that brings money in for us even if we're not there, right? But somebody has to put that in yeah. place. Passive income, I I don't care what anybody says, passive income doesn't generate itself. You have to put the stuff in motion and you have to monitor it because somebody says, oh, I want to invest in real estate. I'm going to be a big time real estate investor, but I'm going to invest in apartment buildings and I'm going to sit back and get passive income. Okay. And I agree, you know, I can have a lot of apartment buildings and I can go to my mailbox and they're uh, tenant checks in there that pay my bills every month, and I don't have to be sitting there for those checks to come in. Right? I can I can get those checks if I'm sitting on the beach, or if I'm in you know in Aspen skiing or whatever I'm doing. However, I did the work to put that in place, That's and right. I still have to monitor that in order to keep it going. Absolutely, right? you hit it. So there's yeah. there's things that so, that so that's motivation. You're absolutely right. Whoever said that is spot on. That is one of the things that you that you have to have is the fear of being broke. You know, absolutely. Or the fear of not yes. being able to take care of your family. Look at that. That might be absolutely. a fear. Uh yes. or not being able to support the charities that you want to support.
1: Correct. That's right. You hit it on. Now let me ask you another question. Yes. How do you motivate okay. yourself? How do you motivate yourself when you have those days that you're not feeling it or you just got a lot of things that's happening that's going on and you may be questioning if it's going to work or this is not going to work? How do you motivate yourself as as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, to keep you going
0: and keep you going? That's that's great. You know, there are a lot of things that you can do. Uh, You can attend you know you, sometimes you go to seminars sometimes you go to workshops some people like uh, like motivational quotes and things i think though that one thing we have to do as entrepreneurs is we have to find our why why am i doing this okay why am i doing this why do i want to why do i why did i want to build the business that i built okay and if you know your why and can come back to that then that's going to keep you going. That's good. Right? Because if you want let, – let's say that, that your family is your why. Okay? And I see that a lot. I see that especially entrepreneurs. And, you know, you'll see a lot of times that people are talking, they'll show, you know, their pictures of their family or, you know, the things that they want to do. That's their why. That's their passion. And if you can keep coming back to, to that, that'll keep you motivated. I think Absolutely. personally. very good. Like if, like, I like you decide it. that you want to do something for your family, that your family is why you're building your business. Well, when those kids get up in the morning and they surround you, that reminds you of, hey, this is why I'm doing this to take care of, to take care of these precious kids, right? Or you know, to take it a step further. If there's something that you that a charity or something that you like to like to work with. Okay, that can be motivating because you might decide as one of your goals for the year, I want to do X amount, I want to be able to give X amount of dollars to this particular chari- charity. That's my thing. That's what I want to do this year. Okay, and put that yes. up like on a vision board. And when you see that every day, that reminds you, oh yeah, you know, that's what I'm striving for. That's what I want to be able to do this year. I'm a big believer in vision boards and setting goals. Yes. And I think that a vision board and and goals can keep you motivated
1: absolutely, very good. Now let me ask you this um real quick because I definitely want you, want you to talk about your you know what you're doing out in real estate and any you know uh, products or services that you're providing but let me ask you this um what would you say to someone that's looking to go ahead and get started as an entrepreneur what what advice and things would you encourage
0: them to do at the beginning? Okay. Um, at the very beginning, I think Lo it goes back to that goal setting and finding your passion. Yes. Okay. And the reason I say that is because that will motivate you like nothing else will, and that's what keeps you going. Okay. Uh, that, that's what you want, want to be able to do, and that's what you said after. Another thing that I think you need to do is, is decide on your strategy. Decide on your goals. A lot of people will find a business, and they say, oh, I think I want to do this, because they think it's cool. Okay. Yeah. And yep. they haven't set any goals. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know why they're in business, and then when they, when they don't meet you know, certain standards, or do things that they that they think they should be able to do. They get frustrated, okay. Yeah. And I, I see this particularly a lot of times with the real estate investors, where they say, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to do master lease options because I think they're so cool." All right, but then they get in and they get frustrated because they're not meeting uh, they're they're not meeting their needs. Okay, so they fall in love uh-uh. with the strategy. They don't set their goals. Okay, and they don't look at they don't set their goals first, I should say. And then when they don't make they don't accomplish what innately they feel like they're supposed to be accomplishing, they get frustrated. Okay, for instance, let me let me put it this way. I had a, a student one time, their goal, okay, their goal was to make some quick cash. Uh-huh. Right, to be, to be able to replace their income. Okay? And the strategy they chose was buying apartment buildings. Now, what is wrong with that picture? Okay. You see what I'm saying? It, yeah. Does that maybe clear it up a little bit? The, the strategy oh, yeah. that they chose is not going to meet the goals that they set because buying and holding apartment buildings does not get you quick cash. Okay, yep. And That's they got good. so frustrated. They were very, very frustrated with, with how things were turning out. And I finally just said, I said, the reason you're frustrated is the, is the goal that you set and the strategy that you chose are not congruent. In other words, you're never going to make quick cash trying to buy apartment and hold apartment buildings, especially when you're first getting started. Okay, so until you align your strategies with your goals or your business with your goals, okay, you're going to be very incongruent and you're not going to get anything done. So one of the things I always say for someone who's starting out in their business is to set their goals first. What do you want with your business? What do you want your business to do for you? What do you want it to provide? And then you'll be able to choose a niche or choose the business and make sure that the strategies that you're implementing are going to work for you, right? So find out what your passion is. Find out what you love, and it always seems to work out. I mean, you might think it's funny when I first went into, into school. Believe it or not, I did not start off as a, as a business major, if you can imagine. All right, wow. I started off as, as an education major. Okay. I was going, I was going to teach, right? And so I thought, okay, I found out really quickly by talking to some people that that won't gonna cut it for Bill, because I remember the terrible employee part. Okay. yeah, uh, So so that and and I also found out that that won't gonna work for Bill because, believe it or not, for some strange reason, teachers don't make a lot of money. Right, So right. money And though money is not the most important thing, it, it does make some things that you want to do a lot easier. So I decided, yeah, maybe that's really not for me. All right, so I went into the education and into the, to the, um, the business, business side, but, and, and I thought I walked away from that, from the teaching part. All right, also, believe it or not, when I got into the accounting part, I gravitated a little bit towards real estate investors. That that uh-huh. became my niche, okay. And I learned very very quickly that the profits were on the other side of the desk, not on my side of the desk, okay. Because uh-huh. uh, I was looking at the deals that the real estate investors were doing, and I thought, man, that's that's pretty cool, you know. So that's what moved me into the real estate side. Believe it or not. And, and it's not really just from a monetary thing. I just enjoyed what they were doing. Uh, but the money helps. I'm not going to lie to you because anybody who says they, they go into businesses not for the money, yeah, I think it's kind of pulling your leg, you know? But uh, because right. the money does help. The money does help. So I went into the real estate thing, sold out my accounting practice, and I thought, okay, I'm walking away from that. You know, did not have any idea that I would stay in so much with the accounting, but I had so many people keep coming back to me and say, oh, I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me with this. I've never been away from it. I'm a tax geek, and, and I will happily admit it. Okay, I love that stuff. Uh, that was my passion, fortunately, and I've been so lucky because I've been able to combine my tax strategies and helping people with the real estate investing. But I actually thought that I would be walking away from some of that, but I wasn't. So I guess you always come back to something that you truly love. And the education part, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still educating, right? I'm still teaching people and helping people. So I feel so blessed and so lucky to have been able to combine all of my passions, the business, the teaching part, the, the real estate part, into what I have, what I have as, a, as what I call a lifestyle business. And so when you're looking to get into your business, find what you love, okay, because it makes it so much easier. I mean, you're, you, Lo, Lo, I think, are like I. You love to do – you love what you do, right? You yes. love what you do. I can tell it when I talk to you, you know? Yes. And so we're, we're yes. excited when we get up about what we're yes. going to do for the day because we're doing what we love, Yeah. Absolutely. So find what yes. you love, kind of speak with that, uh, and it will serve you well.
1: It sure will, and kind of go back a little bit to what you had said as far as the frustration of that particular individual wanting to get into apartment complexes and all that. That's why I encourage people to, if you're really serious about being an entrepreneur, you need to invest in yourself. You need to Mm -hmm. invest in uh, a mentor or somebody that can give you guidance to help you um, put those goals in perspective of what you want and that can tell you, well, this is what you want to do. Well, you're not going to be able to start here. You're going to have to start here and grow. So, right. guidance and mentorship and investing in yourself is absolutely critical uh, to to eliminate a lot of the frustrations. I think that a lot of people have when they try to step into this entrepreneurship business owner uh, business owner uh, role. So oh, exactly. I, I, yeah, you, you are. Yeah, you
0: are. Yep, you are so so right. You hit the nail on the head. And we still learn. You and I still learn. You were talking about the mastermind that we had. Okay? Yes. And and we get when when we're on those calls and when we're talking to each other, I I learn something every time I get on a call with you guys. Okay? Yep. I think we all do. We pick up we yes. pick up something that we're going to be able to use. So we're constantly learning, we're constantly tweaking, we're constantly getting advice from someone else. Um and and what you said is absolutely true, you know, about going to someone and being able to build and, and find out what you don't know and always educating yourself about where you need to start and where you need to be and how you can grow and build your business. Like the real estate coaching that you offer, that is so vital to people yes. because they, you know, they learn sometimes from reading a book. Okay, or reading an ebook, or listening to a webinar, and they know just enough to be dangerous, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yep. You know because they they need to learn and they need that advice and they need people like you that they can go to to ask these questions.
1: Absolutely. Now we've got about five minutes left. I want you to talk about what you're currently doing as far as your teaching, and also um, about uh, the master lease programs and deals that you do, I think that's very interesting, and also how people can contact you if they're interested in sure. maybe working with you and, and all that, so talk, talk about that a little bit.
0: Okay, well, as I said, I try to combine my, my uh, real estate and I help, I help business, I, I, you know, my tagline, what I like to say is I help my clients make more, spend less, and live a tax-deductible lifestyle okay and i can help them do that whether they're doing real estate or whether they're doing any type of business but i lean towards real estate investors and what i've been doing is working with my coaching students uh by building the uh, working on the business side of their real estate business Okay, how do, what is the best entity do I have? Or what, what, the best, what entity do I need to do lease options? What entity do I need to do wholesale deals? What entity do I need to use for when I'm doing, um, buying holds? So I'm, I t- I'm coming in and working with them on a strategic standpoint on building their real estate business. And I'm doing that through either, uh, one-on-one coaching or on VIP days. I've been really excited about the new thing that I've been doing with my folks with VIP days where we come in and we work on an, in, an intensive, one-day, start-to-finish, build your business. We go through the marketing. We go through um, building your websites, whatever you need, uh, setting up the entity structure, and having it from start to finish, and then some follow-up on that. That's awesome. So that's where I like I've been that. working. Yeah, that's what I've been working. And I approach it more from the business side so that it works with any technique. If you want to do wholesales, if you want to do master lease options, if you want to do buy and holes, the work that we do together is not uh, what I would say strategy-specific, like it only works for lease option stuff or it only works for subject-to uh-huh. stuff. Uh, it doesn't work just for that. It's the business side. And let me tell you, if you are not treating your real estate investing, if you're a real estate person or any type of entrepreneur, if you're not treating what you're doing as a business, you're going to fail because you've got a business, okay? If you yes. don't treat it as a business, you've got a very expensive hobby, and it's never going to make you any money. Exactly.
1: Well, we'll okay. how can people get in contact with you? On okay. Website or, well, okay. Yep.
0: My website is billonbusiness.net. Okay, just like it sounds. B-I-L-L-O-N-B-U-S-S-I-N-S-S dot net, billonbusiness dot net. Uh, there's a contact form there and they can just leave me a note or they can give me a call. And my phone number is area code 423-218-2058. 423 218 And I answer my own phone. So if you get a message, <laughs> it just means that I'm tied up. You know uh, yeah. I, I, that I'm tied up with a client or somebody like that, so I do answer the call. And I love talking to people. I think, lo, you you can uh, attest to the fact that I love running my mouth about real estate.
1: <laughs> well, you've done a great job on running it today, and uh, I'll make sure to you have your inf- <laughs> I'll make sure to you have your information uh, located in the description of, of this particular interview. And, Bill, I just want to thank you again so much for taking time out to to just share and um contribute and, and help the, you know, my listeners to continue to grow and, and and be, you know, smarter entrepreneurs and mostly learn how to overcome their fears and anxieties of being uh successful entrepreneurs. So I really appreciate you. And uh sure, before yes, and before we actually end the call, I always like to try to uh leave you all with a quote. And this is from Tom Hopkins and it simply says do what you fear most and you control fear. So until the next time, take action.